Hello and welcome to Knives Out Minute. I'm your host for this week, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as my guest for this week, Drew Stewart. Uh, this is minute number 66, and today we'll be covering from 1 hour, 5 minutes, and 0 seconds to 1 hour, 5 minutes, and 59 seconds. Our clip today starts uh, with Benoit Blanc uh, finishing his line saying that uh, this will reading will be the exception that proves the rule. Uh, and we end with uh, Blanc saying show me but don't step on the carpet uh so yeah i guess let's let's go ahead and get into it uh what did you think of this minute drew i i don't know i've not i've not done like one of these minute by minute podcasts before but is every five minutes as exciting as as our as our week <laughs> it like... really seems to be the i mean that's the first thing uh the last uh five minute block i did every minute seemed to be like we're going to have a cliffhanger at the end of the minute and it's all going to be amazing uh, so I was yeah just thoroughly impressed when i cut these i looked at these <laughs> minutes and i'm like this minute is great this other minute is great this other minute is great <laughs> yeah it's it's we we did uh i mean so this week we're going to be talking about uh the events leading up to and the actual will reading uh, which I think is really going to be interesting. Uh, but in this first minute, uh, we, we get, uh, you know, Benoit Blanc out on the patio, uh, the family fighting inside because Ransom has just reappeared. <laughs> Told them off. <laughs> right. Uh, so uh, Fran uh, leaves. Uh, she, she storms out. Uh, and then we get, um, I, I think the key thing that happens in this minute uh, the dog runs up to Blanc, drops the bit of trellis that had broken off uh, during uh, uh, previous shenanigans with the trellis. <laughs> uh, he discovers that and realizes immediately, oh, this looks like a fresh break. I need to go figure out what's going on. Oh, wait, I don't know where that window points to. So, so yeah, what do you think uh, about everything we're seeing in this minute? Specifically seeing, I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with the shot that we have of uh, of Fran coming out and crossing mm-hmm. frame, and it stays with Blanc, and then in the background the dog just is running. Like yeah. you could see the dog running behind before Fran starts running, and here just comes this dog in perfect timing and runs up <laughs> to the porch at exactly the time when when Blanc finishes his line about uh ransom saying that uh he's gonna uh, what does he say <laughs> oh it's uh it's i'm warning you i'm warning you yeah so it's 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 impressive it makes me think that it's a special effect i didn't listen to the uh to the commentary but i assume it's kind yeah. of a the dog from one take and then the close-up of the dog from another take or maybe even a texas switch uh where mm-hmm. they he, when he goes out of frame, it's just a different dog that comes up <laughs> right. or a different take. But just that, that shot and how it plays out and so many things are happening with the dog running up with the trellis. If you're not paying attention, you're missing that. If you're not right. paying attention to Marta, you're missing her reaction to the trellis right? Uh, because she'd just thrown it away a few minutes before. Right. And, and now here it is coming back and she can't hide it like it's right in front of him but you can see her just stop talking and look down but if you're not if you're just watching daniel craig i mean why wouldn't you just watch daniel craig yeah sure you're, you're missing like <laughs> all of this stuff that's happening in this one shot 
And it's mm-hmm. it's so impressive instead of having like cut, shot, cut, shot, cut, shot of like, you know, they could have cut to a close up of the dog running to like give you that that sense of like drama. Right. But it's just happening in the background. And I'm just thoroughly impressed with that with that shot yeah, in this one minute. I mean, it does feel like it's it's it makes the scene work more in I guess just making the dog's actions seem natural. Like this is just a dog that was running around, found a thing and is like, Oh, I'm going to run up and, and give it to a person I see Uh, (laughs) while all this other stuff is going on. uh, You know, we've just had Fran leave. And of course, Marta. uh, So I'm, I was looking at the shooting script Uh, in the original uh, shooting script. It, she seems a lot more, it's a lot more explicit that she's, nervous about what has just happened and is trying to downplay it. Uh, there was a line uh, that she originally had. Uh, oh, you find a stick. He's always bringing junk into the house to try to downplay it. I like that they, that isn't in the, uh, the release of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that. We just kind of see her obviously knowing that she's very worried about what was just found, but she doesn't really have a way to deal with it. Right. That's something else I noticed too, is that she's relatively silent in this, this week's viewing. Like there's a lot of her reacting, trying to play it cool, but not playing it cool at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the way that she plays this character. I just, I don't know. It, it, she's amazing throughout, but, the expression and the the way she's able to convey Marta's anxiety over what uh, to her appears to be, you know, the the plot unraveling. She's about to get caught uh, mm-hmm. for for the death of Harlan Thromby. Uh, I don't know. I it's I don't really the the it, way it's that just she wonderful. the way that she just looks down at mm-hmm. the at the trellis and like while she's talking and can't really react to it like you could like if if they'd followed the script you it would really be too much like yeah you know or or maybe another actress in that role maybe would would play it like oh no oh no what's this over here you know and 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 that kind of thing had been done before probably Mm -hmm. but I, i really like that that she just plays it nervous and just has these nerves and just keeps them inside through like the whole movie yeah and if it was just somebody being like no i'm innocent you know screaming about things it would be it wouldn't be right yeah well i mean i, I like that we've you know established uh earlier on the move in the movie that marta you know has this anxiety to the extent that it like manifests physically it she gets sick if she thinks about lying <laughs> or if she actually lies i you know she can uh she's she's able to tell selective portions of the truth and and get away with things that way kind of mm-hmm. uh but I, I do think that you know having her call attention to it explicitly is a little too close to ah. you know she's physically not going to be able to do that so it just all turns into this internal process and we just see that uh, on uh, Anna de Armas's face, uh, I, which is, I think, great. I wonder if that's why they cut that that bit where she's like, "Oh, it's just a piece of stick." You know, that's yeah, a lie. Yeah, 
it, it may be that the Ryan realized that on the set or or you yeah know, after that first draft. Yeah, but I mean, I I definitely agree that you know throughout this we're just kind of watching uh, not only this minute but for the rest of the minutes we're going to cover this week. Uh, we're watching her reaction because this is all suddenly getting very very. Uh, real and a lot of attention is about to be focused on Marta mm-hmm. uh, which she does not want <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so I guess another thing I wanted to discuss uh, just in terms of how Benoit Blanc is operating uh, it's I, I find it interesting that he he realizes what he's holding as a piece of the trellis realizes it's a fresh break you know there's not the wood hasn't had time to uh you know be weathered too much by by whatever season we're in uh, the <laughs> constant rain uh but the i don't know just his perception of knowing enough about the house to realize i'm looking at a window that i don't know what room that is i i, I don't know i i found the that fact, yeah the fact that he knows the house so well that he that he can has the inside of it already yeah. memorized that he could be like, where's that window? Like that. That's what I like about Blanc mm-hmm. in, in this movie is that he's a detective. And I think this week we have like his big detective uh, uh, minutes where he's yeah like, he's really good at this job. Like he, mm-hmm. he's kind of goofy and you know you think that that maybe he doesn't know what's really going on but he's he's not three steps ahead in like an arrogant way he right. he's unafraid to admit that he that he doesn't understand something and that window is something that confuses him but the fact that he recognizes that he doesn't know where that window is inside the house is is admitting a fault that mm-hmm. that yeah. some characters wouldn't do yeah, yeah, no. I think it, I think it's great that he, you know, he sees it, he recognizes that it doesn't make sense. He's like, "Wait, I thought I had an understanding of how the house was laid out. Clearly something is wrong with my understanding of that. Let's go figure it out." Uh, <laughs> so he he's yeah, no. I the the way he operates uh, as a detective and we do see, you know, this this set of minutes is going to be uh not only that, but you know, uh literal magnifying glass. we'll get to it don't yeah, spoil we'll, we'll the magnifying glass we'll get part. to the magnifying glass uh but uh so we we head back into the room and i uh as i was watching these minutes i don't know why but the idea of the way walt is <laughs> screaming at ransom and shaking what appears to be a bag of milano cookies at him no there are biscoffs oh right 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 yeah what I call the, airplane cookies. Yes. I I just something about like if if you are gonna have a scene and you put Michael Shannon yelling at basically anyone I like a madman, but especially in this case where he's like he's yelling, shaking a bag of cookies and <laughs> screaming about maybe Harlan left you a cold glass of milk in his will. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's I, I find Michael Shannon delightful in this it's movie. Somehow Michael Shannon steals this minute like just, yeah yeah he's he's in like 
you know eight seconds maybe of this minute and it's just like oh this is the michael shannon minute almost <laughs> right uh well it's also it's interesting uh that they come back inside um to investigate you know where could this minute be um the what the, yeah where, where, could where, could the, be? where could the window be <laughs> uh but uh we're, they walk back up the stairs um elliot and trooper wagner immediately notice where they're going but the family is too engaged in its own fight to mm-hmm. notice oh hey the detective rushed inside <laughs> yeah they're, they're running inside to go look at something um actually elsewhere in this in the shooting script there was a note that ransom also noticed i don't think we see that Mm-mm. uh because i think he's just you know he's involved in it and, and i appreciate <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that the family doesn't notice, but what I really appreciate is that the cops do. Like, mm-hmm. I like how in this movie they're not the foils, really. Right. It's it's not like Blanc and Anna and uh, Marta versus the cops, or or Blanc versus Anna or Anna versus the cops. It's they're all kind of working together trying to figure out this mystery, and I appreciate that the cops aren't aren't the villain. They aren't the foil. They're just they. They want to know what happens, and they want to know. They're kind of like interested in Blanc and want to see what he's up to. So, uh, it, like Wagner's like a big fanboy, so it's really cool right. to. Uh, I like him having a cheering section. Yeah, yeah. I well, I like that. You know, uh, Lieutenant Elliot, uh, Lakeith Stanfield has the he has an idea of he he believes that he knows the story. But he's, there is one way you could play that where he's obstinate and he's, you know, trying to stop Blanc for whatever reason. But he's just kind of going along with it and like, oh, Blanc is in a hurry. Blanc is going to look at something. We should follow it and figure out what he's going to go look at because this could be interesting. They're not stupidly distracted by Michael Shannon like we are. Right, exactly. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, um... I, so on this podcast, we have, uh, you know, uh, a question uh, every day throughout the week. So for today, uh, the question is, did you see the movie in the theater? I did. So I was really excited about this movie. Uh, I didn't watch any trailers. I tried not to look at any posters to see who was in it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I knew from experience that I would enjoy this Ryan Johnson uh, <laughs> yeah. film no matter what it was but the fact that it was a murder mystery i didn't want any clues i didn't want any idea what was going to happen so uh but i happen to have a free night the weekend before it came out and so i look at my regal app because i was like i'll go to the movies and it was like knives out special premiere showing it's like oh okay so (laughs) i i went and saw it a week before it came out uh in a in a crowded theater in knoxville tennessee and it was extraordinary it was a great experience to have uh, you know the gasps in the theater and the cheers and the applause like it was it was a good it was the perfect way to see it because it was yeah. people who were excited to see it because they went out of their way to see it early right um, yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun to see it in theaters and definitely like i was upset before it started because it didn't have any trailers or anything it just had a big picture of the cast and i was like oh huh well now i know michael shannon's in this movie like <laughs> i didn't know that like it was like Aww. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of, uh, and we we get to uh, 
a few people later in this uh, series of minutes, uh, I did not. Oh, so I know that uh, when I was first watching this movie, I wasn't really cognizant of, of you know, I I knew that Daniel Craig was in it. I knew uh, some of the other people. I didn't expect Ricky Lindholm, uh, first of all, as Walt's, uh, Walt's wife, um, mm-hmm. but also uh, Frank Oz showing up. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to get him to later him. in this week. Uh, this is why I picked this block. Like, yeah, we'll get to yeah. Frank Oz. Yeah, there there will be a lot to discuss there. Uh, so for this minute, uh, is there anything else, uh, you'd like to cover? Uh, I do want to talk about how much I appreciate that nobody cares about this baseball. That, yeah. that like <laughs> Harlan had in his office and like he would play with it, but it's apparently like, like it, it must be some kind of special, of special import to him. But after right. he dies, people are throwing it out the window. People are just <laughs> throwing it to this dog. And I'm like. This I, I thought it was really funny. It was just I, I don't know if it was meant to be like this is obviously important to Harlan and nobody else cares about it, but yeah. that's how I interpreted it. So I just laughed the whole time whenever anybody brought that baseball and was just like I'm gonna just throw it. I don't care. <laughs> I do think it's 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 very interesting because they make such a point of showing uh, the various things around the the Thrombi Mansion, right? Mm-hmm. They they make note of all of the things that Harlan has collected. And this is one of those items, but because uh, earlier in the scene it gets, or early in the movie, it gets thrown out the window. It just becomes like, okay, this baseball is, uh, you know, one of these items that otherwise, you know, would be not behind glass, but like hung up on a wall. We're just going to throw it to the dog, throw it in the mud. It's probably a baseball that inspired one of his stories, you know, uh, yeah, just like yeah. everything else in the house, kind of references a, a book cover or or an idea. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I just uh, wanted to point that out. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that's I think that's a really interesting. Uh, I don't know. It, it it also is really interesting how in this scene it like we need the dog to come in and present evidence. We also need him to go away. Well, we've taken this thing and it's been out in the mud. Let's just have you know, Blanc throw the baseball uh, and that will allow the dog to get out of scene and we can move on with Blanc uh, appearing to figure out more and more of what actually happened on the night of the party. Yeah. And we'll get to it. Yeah. Tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining me today. Uh, And uh, I do want to ask, do you have uh, anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, I have a uh, Twitter and website uh, called Star Wars Visual Comparisons. You can find them at at Star Wars VizComp, V-I-S-C-O-M-P, or StarWarsVizComp.com. And I'm just going through, I went through every frame of the original trilogy and found which ones had been changed for the special editions over the years. And I've been logging them and cataloging them and sharing them on Twitter and I'm trying to start a campaign to get the original versions released because, you know, they won Academy Awards and you can't <laughs> right. see them. Right, yeah. Kind of weird. <laughs> well, uh, uh, once again, thank you everyone for, for listening today. Uh, please uh, follow Knives Out Minute at Knives Out Minute on Twitter. Uh, please rate and review in your podca- podcatcher of choice. And we'll be back tomorrow with more Knives Out Minute.